Kentucky basketball faces off against Southern tonight. One more tune-up game before non-conference play gets tricky for the Wildcats. What do the Southern Jaguars bring to the table? Find out on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, also host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. Today's show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package all right Kentucky basketball facing off against Southern later on tonight gonna give you a preview of what the Jaguars kind of look like just an overview of this matchup and then we'll dig into the nitty-gritty dig into some of more some more of the uh the numbers for Southern's offense and their defense all right Kentucky facing off against the Jaguars Southern is three and five on the young season there are 358 Division One teams in college basketball. According to Ken Palm, Southern is the 304th best team in the nation. They are 255th in the net rankings, which actually just came out uh, yesterday. Their best win of the season, according to Ken Palm, was their 82-80 win on the road at Tennessee State. Sean Woods is their head coach. He is 32-48 and 48 overall with Southern. He is 159-198 and 198 overall as a head coach. As some of you fans may know, Woods is a former Kentucky star and member of U- UK's Athletic Hall of Fame. He averaged 8.7 points and 5.3 assists per game during his time with the Wildcats. So that's a look at Southern again, 3-5 and five on the year so far. You look at their overall record and some of the teams that they have played. They opened the season with a 12-point loss road at Louisville. Then they uh, won by three on the road at Tulane. They lost to Rice 80-63, 81-63. They lost at South Dakota 71-68. They got just blown out by Nebraska on the road 82-59. Then they beat Ecclesia 109 to 53. That was their uh that that was their that was their biggest win of the season, but according to Ken Palm and I would agree with him. Their best win of the season was the following game against Tennessee State 82 to 80 was the final score there and most recently they lost on the road to the Akron Zips 79 to 62. All right, so that's a look at Southern. You take a look at what Kentucky's done so far this season. They are currently 7-1. and one. They are ranked 10th in the AP poll, 16th in the Ken Palm rankings, and 39th in the net rankings that just came out. I will say, I think that the net ranking is very fair for Kentucky because they have not played a very difficult schedule. They are in that that stretch of games, this early non-conference stretch here, where it's just a lot of really, really easy matchups. I believe, I was reading an article earlier, and I believe that the majority of their opponents that they have played this season outside of Duke are sitting outside of the top 300 in the Ken Palm rankings. This is the fifth opponent in seven games, ranks outranked outside of the top 300, according to Ken Palm. Again, 
only 358 Division I teams. So Kentucky has really been uh, scraping at the bottom of the barrel here, just playing some really easy competition to kind of get things going. And this is probably what, what, what I think a lot of people would consider their last tune-up game before things get real. I know that Kentucky plays high point after their SEC opener against Missouri, but right now this is really your final tune-up game before you play Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Louisville, and all three of those teams are ranked inside the top 50 of the Ken Palm ranking. So the things are about to get a little bit more difficult here for the Wildcats, and this is their final tune-up game, so they're going to need to take advantage of it. You look at Kentucky's record overall. If anybody is not familiar... They've beaten Robert Morris. They beat Mount St. Mary's after losing to Duke to open the season. They beat Ohio. They beat Albany, beat North Florida, and they beat Central Michigan in the past three straight games. They've scored 86, 86, and 85, and Kim Palm expects uh, Kentucky to score 86 in this one as well. So right now, Kentucky's kind of thriving off of this bad schedule, and they are offensively doing a lot of different things. And I talked about... Early on, whenever I first started this podcast, just a couple weeks ago, just some questions I had about how Kentucky was going to work the kinks out because it was very clear to me early on in the season after they played Duke that there were some things that were going to have to be adjusted. And right now, I think they are starting to figure that out. Now, an issue that might come up in this game is the fact that Kentucky is dealing with a lot of sickness right now. Davion Mintz has missed three straight straight games with an illness. illness. Several other players have battled nagging injuries or illnesses uh, over the past few weeks. Coach Cal apparently has a cold himself. It would be nice to see this team kind of build up some, some health before they go and play Notre Dame because that is going to be a tough, tough matchup. So tonight we may not see a lot of different rotations and lineups uh, in terms of like guys that we would normally normally see, I think we may we may see Cal dip into the bag a little bit and play as many players as he possibly can that are not sick that are kind of deep in the rotation. I'm surprised if that that uh, happened tonight. So yeah, there's a look at the Southern Jaguars and there's a look at where Kentucky is at heading into this game and we're going to talk about the Southern offense specifically and we're going to break down some of their numbers in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends at Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track, but you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with all of your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone, limited to new customers in one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Today's show also brought to you by Prize Picks. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. 
Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that make a deposit using promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON when you make a deposit. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries, which means you can take the over on LeBron James combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code Locked On, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. All right, so continuing along here on Locked On Kentucky, really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms if you want to go ahead and subscribe so that you get notified whenever the next episode of Locked On Kentucky comes out. All right, so the Southern offense, the Jags average 72.2 points per game. If you take out their 109-50 to win over Ecclesia, like we discussed earlier, they average 66.7 points per game, putting them at 224th nationally in points scored per game. So offensively, they are not putting up a ton of points, and if you take out their big blowout win over what is not even a Division I school, they are not scoring much at all. Their stats reflect a conflict in interest, and I think that it's really interesting and confusing to look at. This team does not take a lot of threes, but it is they, they've made them at, at a fairly high clip so far this season. They are shooting 39.2% from three, which is 23rd nationally. That's very, very good. But over half of their points come from two-point field goals, but... Inside the arc, they shoot a horrendous percentage. They shoot 42.2% from two, which is 329th nationally. Really, really strange, the dynamic there. So they don't shoot a lot of threes, but they're really good at making them whenever they take them. And they shoot a ton of twos, but they don't make those shots. You would like to think that the way that this offense so far through seven, eight games has... has been played it would indicate that they should be taking a lot more threes but they don't they try and work it inside and uh and they they don't really come up with a lot of points they don't rebound well either they average 34.4 rebounds per game and 8.6 offensive rebounds per game both of those numbers are not very good especially whenever you consider that a team i think on average is is rebound getting about 40 rebounds per game so they are not rebounding well they are not shooting well from a place that they would be rebounding the ball from and on top of this they fly up and down the court their average possession length is 15.9 seconds so they get down the court they fog up a layup they don't ground the rebound and then they get back so it's just like all right boys here's what we're going to do instead of running like a bruce pearl type of offense or instead of running just like what what belmont would like to do which is running up the floor and shooting a bunch of threes. How about this? We don't take threes, but we fly up the court, get to the rim, get blocked, don't grab the rebound, and why don't we just get back? We're going we're gonna to waste ourselves. We're going to waste our energy. We're going to try and get to the rim. We're going to miss it, and then we're just going to go back and play defense, which honestly does not make a lot. It would make a lot more sense for this team to run down the court and fog up a three 
because they have proven so far this season that they have guys that can make threes. Really interesting, the dynamic there. The matchup offensively, I think, for this Kentucky team is Breon Whitley. He is a guard that comes off the bench for Southern. He has shacked up 52 threes this season. The next closest player on roster has put up 21 threes. So he literally has double the shots, shot attempts of the next closest player. And he's hitting actually at a 40% clip. He scored 29 points in the game against Ecclesia. And just before that, he scored 20 or 17 points against Nebraska. He has chucked up a ton of threes, again, like I just mentioned, and he is shooting at a very, very high clip. He is the guy that I will be watching out for in this game to see, okay, does he light a fire? Does he out in transition? Do they let him take some of those threes, and does he make them? And I think that you can look at some of the other scores in this game, and I think you can say that they can be contributors, specifically Tyrone Lyons and P.J. Bird. Lyons currently is averaging a little over 14 points. And he is shooting even better than Whitley, Brian Whitley from three. He is shooting 57%, even though he does not take a lot of threes. He's 11 of 19. And then P.J. Bird uh, is currently averaging a little, he's averaging right at 13 points per game. And he uh, doesn't really take a whole lot of threes at all. In fact, he's only taken two so far this season. And all three of those players are guards. So... I think that you can look at three of the, those three guys, and I think you can you can expect them to be to be getting a lot of looks on offense, and I would hope, not not necessarily for the sake of Kentucky, but for the sake of Southern, that they would really st- start to adjust a little bit and maybe f- focus on trying to hit the long ball instead of trying to work it inside. Something else that does not benefit them. With their with with uh, with the way that they'd like to shoot them, the the amount of twos that they do is their height. They are the 307th tallest team in Division One, and again, there are only 358 teams in Division One college basketball. So they are very short. They they are very quick, and they try and shoot shots that are high percentage looks, but they're not knocking them down, and they're probably being being defended well because of the lack of height that they have. So it's just a really interesting dynamic there uh, for, for Southern. And I've, I would hope for the sake of their team that they figure out that they need to be shooting a little bit more threes. That, that's just me. Again, as, as somebody who has watched quite a bit of Auburn basketball, and I've watched quite a bit of Bruce Pearl in his early days here, Auburn used to suffer from the same issue, except Auburn would actually run in transition and, and put up threes instead of trying to put up twos. And it benefited them in the long run because at the end of the season, they would they would have a lot, lot of chemistry. They would gel, and they would be able to knock down those shots in transition because they knew each other. They knew where people were going to go on the floor. It was just the offense operated better whenever more threes were being taken. I hope for Southern's sake that they figure out how to do that at some point this season, but I seriously doubt they're going to be taking a lot of threes against this Kentucky defense. And you look at this Kentucky defense, I mean, they are not allowing opponents to shoot a very good clip from three, only about 28.9%. And again, just to remind everybody, Southern is shooting almost 40% from three. So Kentucky's defense is probably going to hold their own in that department. Something else that Southern has an issue with, you may think, well, if they take it inside so much, if they're not making these shots, maybe they're getting fouled. Well, actually, they're not really getting to the free throw line at all. 
according to Ken Palm. In fact, they are 284th best in the nation at getting to the free throw line. So let's review really quick before we move on. They don't score a lot. They don't take a lot of threes, but they shoot really well from three. They take a lot of twos, but they shoot absolutely horrifically from two. They don't rebound well. They run up and down the court very quickly. They've got one player that has taken double the amount of threes than anybody else on the team. And they don't get to the free throw line. So this is a this is a combination that uh, I don't think is going to work out well for, for Southern in the long term very much at all, <laughs> to be to be quite frank with you. I this just, just nothing about this offense screams uh anything good and I don't think it's going to do anything well against this Kentucky team so yeah some major concerns for the Jags on offense all right we're going to talk about their defense in just a second because they do do a couple of different things well on defense but first want to tell you guys about our friends at Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous banquet wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword COLLEGE. All right, so continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, we're going to be talking about Southern's defense now that we have covered the uh, the Southern offense. All right, Southern fouls at an alarming rate. They average 20.3 fouls per game, and their opponents have already made 194 trips to the free throw line, as opposed to Southern's 137 trips. They do not rebound, rebound well at all. In fact, they are minus six in rebounding margin. And again, like I like I said earlier, a lot of this has to do with their size. They're 307th tallest team in Division One. That's very, very, very short. There are only 358 Division One teams, so that is uh, that is incredibly short. The only thing this team does well, and I think this is going to be important, is create turnovers. Southern forces 19.8 turnovers per game. 23.6 of defensive possessions result in a created turnover. That is actually really good. And I think that you are kind of starting to get a picture of what this team does just based off of some of their numbers. It seems like they're undersized, they're scrappy, they're quick, and they try and create turnovers and and, and put a little pressure on the ball. They're doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. And, you know, honestly, the fact that they are three and five right now and they haven't lost more games is, is impressive. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that they do create turnovers. The matchup in this game, Southern allows opponents to shoot 58.7% from inside the arc, which is 347th nationally. Kentucky shoots 54.2% from inside the arc. That number right there will dictate this game. So Southern is undersized, and they let opponents shoot closer to 60% from two. That is so terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Kentucky, on the other hand, is shooting 54% from two. So, Kentucky could approach this game two different ways, both 
resulting in them getting to the rim. They could elect to run with Southern, as Kentucky has been known to do over these past two or three games where they have faced teams that put up a lot of threes, they've rebounded well, and then they've gotten out in transition, Kentucky has. So they could run with Southern, try and force some of those turnovers that I was talking about earlier, get to the rim, or they could do this. They could try and slow things down, try and slow Southern down, make them play a little bit in the half court, and then Kentucky will elect to try and get to the rim. They'll block some shots on Southern's end, and then they will bring it up the court. They'll set up their offense, and they'll get it inside to Shibway. And that would be the game plan. Either way, I think Kentucky is going to be able to get inside on this team, and I think it's going to create very quickly a lot of issues for Southern, and it may force them, actually, to start taking some threes And who knows, maybe it may uncover one of two things. It may uncover that, oh, well, they're actually not that great of a three-point shooting team. They've just been hot for the first eight games of the season. Or, oh, Southern actually should be taking a lot more threes. They're knocking them down, and it's keeping them in this game with the Wildcats. So final score prediction here. Ken Palm believes Kentucky's going to win this game, 86-59. to And they give give, uh, Southern a 1% chance of winning. I think that Kentucky is going to win this game 92 to 55, 92 to 55, because I think that much like last game that Kentucky played, I think they're going to be able to to do a lot of things at will offensively, and I think it's going to cause some problems. The only reason Kentucky didn't hit 95 against Central Michigan is because of that second half lull where they weren't necessarily turning the ball over. They just didn't. They just kind of gave up. They were like, "Well, we're up by thirty, whatever." At Central Michigan, let's go ahead and just pack it up and go home. I think in this game, it's really hard to miss layups, especially in whenever the team is giving you as many as as Southern does. So I think they will. I'll, I'll say ninety two fifty five. I don't think that. I think that in this game, Southern will realize that they don't shoot the three as well as they might think, even though they don't take a lot of threes, and it could end up being not necessarily a block party for Kentucky. But I think the defense is going to come up strong in this game before the Wildcats take on Notre Dame. And that will be such a thrilling matchup to cover on Friday. Cannot wait to break that one down for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at DawPound, D-A-W-E-P-O-U-N-D. I will see you all tomorrow, everybody. Go Wildcats, and God bless.